Good morning, dear brothers and sisters. There we go. My name is Father Jason Brooks. I'm a legionary of Christ priest serving in the Archdiocese of Detroit. And if you're wondering what you're doing here, that's okay. I asked myself that question five years ago when I attended my first encounter conference. And I speak to my brother priest especially. If it's your first time here, don't worry, it's all gonna be okay. <laughs> I was laughing to myself last night because we, as we started praying for baptism in the spirit, I thought to myself, if you're here for the first time, if you're experiencing this for the first time, it might sound like you're at the zoo or something like that. Different cries and sounds coming out from the crowd. But as I was lying awake in bed early this morning, honestly a little nervous about standing up here, I got a word. I was praying my, my morning prayer from the Liturgy of the Hours. And the third psalm was Psalm 149. And I wanted to share that as a context for my reflection here this morning. Sing a new song to the Lord, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its maker. Let Zion's sons exalt in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music with timbrel and harp. Sounds like that's what we were doing last night. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the poor with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in their glory, shout for joy, and take their rest. Let the praise of God be on their lips and a two-edged sword <clears throat> in their hand. A two-edged sword, we're gonna come back to that. To deal out vengeance to the nations and punishment on all the peoples to bind their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron, to carry out the sentence preordained. This honor is for all his faithful. And when I read that, prayed that last line, the word all really jumped out at me. Because I think it's easy for any of us to say, well, this really isn't for me. This praise and worship music, this Holy Spirit jazz, it's really not for me. But I'm a legionary of Christ. And if any of you know the legionaries of Christ, you know that this was not a part of our MO. Yet here I am. Praise God. And there's three of my brother legionaries here as well. Praise God. Any Regnum Christi members out there, raise your hand. All right, look at that, see? The Holy Spirit is really moving. In fact, one of my brother priests called me yesterday, or now I guess, yeah, I, I, my days are all confused because I just came from Connecticut the other day, long drive, but he said, I ate an old yogurt. We all gathered at our seminary in Connecticut, and we often get food donated. So we've all eaten a lot of old yogurt <laughs> in our day. Well, he had a particularly bad yogurt, he told me. He said, all hell broke loose. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So I said, 
well, can I pray for you right now? We're on the phone. He said, all right. And I wouldn't have done that five years ago. I would have said, oh, I'll pray for you. I hope it goes well. I probably won't see you at the conference, but hey, I hope you recover. But I prayed for him right there over the phone. And in the name of Jesus, I just said, you know, body be healed and any virus be gone in Jesus' name or something like that. And he's here. He made it. <laughs> so, you know, for you hunters out there, I, I was thinking about the, the, the image of a double-barreled Catholic. Or if you like wine or, or whiskey or scotch, you know, a full-bodied Christian. Or if you're from Detroit or Michigan like many of us are, you want to be, uh, you want all of your pistons firing as a Christian. So we're called to be both contemplative and charismatic. Right? Contemplative and charismatic. In the Legion, we used to say contemplative and conquering. However, that conquering often was uh, you might even, well, the theologians would say, because we got criticized for it, it was semi-Pelagian, which is to say we relied on ourselves too much. We relied too much on our human effort. So we've changed that to evangelizing, but I like to say charismatic. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm a charismatic. I admit it. <laughs> I am now. And in that first reading today, just to highlight this point, it said, this is the way we may know that we are in union with him. Whoever claims to abide in him ought to walk just as he walked. So we don't walk like Egyptians. This is not just any other Manic Monday. I was a DJ in college, forgive me. And I grew up in the 80s. But we are to walk like a true Christian. You know, it kind of works, right? Walk like a true Christian. And so have, you know, both barrels loaded and, and be contemplative and charismatic. Both and. So you might be asking yourself, for those of you who are more logical, which I'm not, but there is an inner logic to this. And last night, Father Patrick definitely highlighted it. He brought it out in our baptism for the Spirit because he talked about intimacy and identity and how we all need to know who we are. We all need to know that we're loved unconditionally just for who we are, not because of what we do, not because of what we have or what people think about us, but that we're loved and cherished first and foremost just for who we are. And we need to have that intimate contact with the Lord every day. As Father said, through, through the word, his sacrament, through song, we absolutely need that. That's not optional. If we're going to thrive, and we all want to thrive. I, I don't think any of you are here because you just want to survive. We don't want to be in survival mode. We want to thrive because we know that Jesus came, that we may have life and have it. Amen. 
So then, I don't know, maybe this was a shout out to Damien Stain. Are you here, Damien? I don't know if he's even here. But this is a shout out to Damien because I had a police song come to me. Message in a Bottle. Remember that? From 1979. And it describes our world in a way. Just a castaway on an island lost at sea, oh. Another lonely day with no one here but me, oh. More loneliness than any man could bear. Rescue me before I fall into despair, oh. I'll send an SOS to the world. I'll send an SOS to the world. I hope that someone gets my, I hope that someone gets my message in a bottle. So that's the world crying out. Crying out for meaning, for love, for belonging. So Sting, he sends his message out. A year has passed since I wrote my note. I should have known this right from the start. Only hope can keep me together, which is true. Love can mend your life or love can break your heart. Very true. We heard that today in the gospel. A sword will pierce your heart. And for those of us who pray the rosary, we're very familiar with this passage. The presentation in the temple. And Mary loved more deeply, more passionately than anybody. And yet, there's Simeon prophesying, by the way. Simeon got a word from the Lord, just in case he didn't pick that up. He got a word for Mary. Maybe it wasn't so encouraging. <laughs> but it was true. Love was going to break her heart. A sword would pierce her heart. But she wasn't afraid of that. She wasn't afraid of that. At Encounter, we like to spell faith R-I-S-K. But I think we all know that love always and everywhere also implies a risk. Not with God. I mean, God loves us unconditionally. But when we start to go out and love one another, it always implies a risk. Because our hearts can be broken, for sure. That's a part of our human existence. But love can also mend your heart. And I'm sure some of you experienced that last night. I know I did as the Holy Spirit was being poured out. He was healing my heart. And I'm sure he was healing hearts all over this place. And so I think that word sword is important for us. In fact, thinking about SOS... I know it's a cry for help, but I think it's also, a it can be a response in light of today's liturgy. A sword opened spirit. That's what came to me. A sword opened spirit. So that's our response to the SOS. It's a sword opened spirit. Like Mary had. Like Jesus had, of course. Like any true lover has. Every, every lover's heart has been wounded. But that just allows the spirit to be poured in. 
I myself as a legionary definitely had my heart broken in many different ways. I have a big father wound, like many of you have, like many in our society have. But as I've walked through my own healing process, it's made me a much better priest. I'm a much better priest today than I was when I was ordained 18 years ago. And I thank God for that. And I'm sure many of you can say the same thing. We've all had to walk through different trials, the valley of darkness. But as God brings us through that, we're transformed and we're really made more and more like him, true lovers. So in closing, I thought it would be kind of cool for the priests. I thought we'd all be up here. I forgot that. They're sitting over there, but anyway, I want to release a spirit of Psalm 149 over all of us so we can all embrace the both and of being a double-barreled Christian or a full-bodied Christian, to be, to be contemplative and charismatic. And that's going to look different for everybody. We're all going to be given different gifts. But you can be sure that the world needs you and your gifts, whatever they are. The church needs you and your gifts, whatever they are. We don't want to be playing shorthanded, so to speak. We need everybody. And if you're here in this room, you can be sure God has a wonderful plan for you. And that you are very important to him and the, the building of his kingdom and the spreading of this fire of the new Pentecost. It's happening here. We see it. We're experiencing it. And as we go out from here in a few days, the world will be sending out their SOS. And hopefully we will all have a much better, a much more convicted response, spirit-filled response to what they need. So I'll read it again with the intention of imparting to all of you this spirit and this grace of Psalm 149. And my brother priests, feel free to raise a hand, and if you know it by heart, just feel free to join me as we release this spirit over everyone now. Sing a new song to the Lord. His praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its maker. Let Zion's sons exult in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the poor with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in their glory. Shout for joy and take their rest. Let the praise of God be on their lips and a two-edged sword in their hand to deal out vengeance to the nations and punishment on all the peoples, to bind their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron, to carry out the sentence preordained. This honor is for all his faithful. Amen.